Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Level Up Podcast, where Greg Harrelson, my partner, and I are going to talk to a great team out of Oahu, Hawaii. So we've got uh, today Attilio and Adrian, who are Team Lally out of uh, out of Oahu and one of the top teams in the uh, Hawaii, California area. So welcome uh, back to the show and um, looking forward to uh, getting some great information from you guys. Thank you so much. Yes, thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. So if you if you kind of want to just for those of you that uh, that are listening that don't know who you guys are, just kind of give us a, a little rundown of um, you know time in business and what you guys have been doing up to this point. Yeah, so uh, uh, I'll cover with uh, what we covered with you before we got on is just you know our, our chart. We've got uh, two buyer agents, two listing partners, one that does both, and then we've got an in-house uh, listing manager, transaction coordinator. A media guy runs around putting up signs, lock boxes, uh, drone footage, drone footage, and all of that. And then we've got about uh, five or six virtual assistants out of the out of the Philippines supporting us. Okay. So leverage, you know, that's Wait, the leverage. You, you missed you missed a few people. We have. That's okay. uh, I was go ahead. Help me. We have five ISAs right now that yeah. are, um, and of the five, four of them are going to be transitioning out into back into the agent world. And you know, and you know what we're doing? We're giving them the Greg Harrelson for the first ninety days. Oh gosh, <laughs> I, are, I wonder what that means. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, it's, no, it's good news. What it means, and I'm telling you, Jeb Blunt wrote a book called Fanatical Prospecting, right. and and you know what, Greg Harrelson could have written that book, but uh, he, he starts off with, "How do you get a salesperson to stop working? Put a phone in front of them." <laughs> and so it's the number one challenge that we have with agents. And so I'm telling you, Greg, I've watched your officer video that you did with Frank. The thing's about an hour long. I've watched it 10 times. Honestly, not joking. I've watched it. And um, so first 90 days is you are literally, we're paying you a base um, and giving you 10%, base plus 10%. You're a W-2. What, Adrian, what do we love about W-2 people? They've got to do what we tell them to do. Or, They've got to, or they're fired. Or you're fired. I wish we could do that with agents, but we can't because they're 1099. You know what we love about them? They're independent contractors. Yeah. You know what we hate about them? They're independent mm-hmm. contractors. But anyway, uh, 90 days, they're in the seat, 8.30 to 4.30, 250 dials or uh, 20 contacts or two appointments. That's Gosh. it. Yeah, fantastic. So, so um, okay. Well, let me let me ask a question here. Then, so you've got a a, a solid team, and you know, I've, I, I as I said earlier before we hit the record button, you know, we've been we kind of run in very similar circles, and yes. I mean, maybe we haven't spent a lot of one on one time together or face to face time together, I should say, but we we seem to always find ourselves fairly close to each other, and um, so I know that you all are doing very well and have been doing well for quite a long time. You're not just a a, a newbie to um, to top agent status uh, or top team, um, but it sounds like you're 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 going to make a run for you know taking it to another notch or taking it up another level. If you're saying you're bringing a few ISAs back into the real estate uh, game and you're going to go 
uh, W-2 with them. What, what are you looking to accomplish, say, in the next year or five years? Do you have a 12-month, a, a five-year plan? What, what's on y'all's minds? Where are you going here? <clears throat> well, um, about two years ago, we decided to get real intentional about this ISA model. Okay. And um, we took some time to really research and study it. And a little over a year ago, we actually implemented it. And um, what they say is that it's, it's, it can be the most um, disruptive. It, it can change, it can, yeah, it can change your business the most, like in a good way. And you know, but basically, after we implemented it, most of our sales agents left. <laughs> like ten of the twelve agents gone. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. We, yeah. we, I mean, that's a cliffhanger, right? And I, like, yeah. what happened? What, like, I, I can't fathom that, but, um, but I'm so happy you bring it up because yes. I, ISA is, is, ISA is such a sexy subject that nobody mm-hmm. understands. Yeah, and I think a lot of people. It was difficult. Yeah. Very difficult that, to implement. <laughs> well, I think a lot of agents think that the, and, and, and don't get us wrong, you think the ISA is the panacea. The, that's going to you know radically change your team. No, it's going to take a lot of work. And backing up a little bit, what you all heard as far as where we're at today, 12 years. 12 years. When I started in this business, my butt was huge, and I worked it down to the skinny butt it is today because it worked my butt off, <laughs> yeah. both of us. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and so uh, that, that, that sharing with you the ten, that so many agents leaving, I, I heard this from John Maxwell. If we share with you our successes, uh, we are impressing you. If we share with you our failures, we're impacting you. And mm. we'd rather impact with you and be vulnerable with you all, yeah. all our listeners here on this podcast and share with you our failures. And so what that made us realize is that our agents, because we were generating so many leads, they were pretty much just going after the low-hanging fruit. And when you, when you funnel everything now through an ISA team where we know exactly what's happening with our leads, when, you know, the how, what, when, and why, all of a sudden the tide went out and we got to see who wasn't wearing board shorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Accountability just wraps it up. Yep. And, um, and, and we either, uh, I'll, well, uh, you know, some there of the was people, a lot of, there was a lot of, uh, self deselection. Yes. Mm was what happened. And yeah. then there was a couple that were uh, asked not in alignment with our core values. Yeah. Yes. So, well, that is, that, that's awesome. So, you know, I, I and I know exactly how this is going to, this story is going to play out because yeah. mm-hmm. what ends up happening is you create a new system and then the people that are going to buy in, they buy in or they, 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 they leave. Right. So yeah. you yep. kind of went through that scenario right now all these ISAs and all these people that you bring in in the future, whatever your system is and however it evolves, all the people, the new people that you bring in, this is their new normal. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is their new normal. And they're, they're, they're going to be all in because they're, they're actually part of, you know, something that's already established versus being part of some sort of disruption, you know, yes. and we're not talking about industry disruption. We're talking about structure infrastructure disruption, yep. which is sometimes you, we have to all go and break what we have and rebuild mm-hmm. it in order to really take off. So that's pretty yes. cool. Now, are you going to have ISAs anymore or are these ISAs going to be agents and then you're just going to manage the team a little bit differently? Uh, no, we're always going to have an ISA model. So okay. we've got one full-time ISA that is handling our new agent onboarding, which is 90 days in the hot seat as uh, uh, prospecting every day. 
Monday through Friday. And then um, don't get us wrong. I'll tell you right now, the ISA position has been the toughest position to hire, coach, and train for and keep. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, uh, the big thing is just seeking the knowledge because as Gary Keller says, or anybody would know, would know, intuitively know, there's somebody on this planet that's doing it at a high level. You just got to yeah. go talk to them. Don't reinvent the wheel. And so that's what we did. And, and um, so we're going to have a full-time ISA, but agents will go through this 90-day process. And we've committed to it because, you know, it's a W-2. It's, it's a base salary. And, and it will determine, though, whether they're going to be successful on the team or if we're going to be in business with them after that 90 days. So it's, Well, it's three like, things. It's three things. One, they like it. I just want to be an ISA yeah. Monday through Friday, have more control of my time. And I hate yeah. sitting open houses. Mm-hmm. Or two, I want to get in front of agents and I love sitting open houses. So you transition to a buyer agent. Or three, maybe we need to be in a new industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can imagine that, the, that, that those ISAs that you're bringing on to the agent role now are going to be really strong because yes. they, they saw the core of not only what they need to do to generate business and, and hand the leads off, but they also see, saw what doesn't work. So now they're, yes. they're coming with that skill set and that'll probably be the foundation of what they do. So I imagine they're going to be real strong. Yeah. No, it's like a cross country team where the old team, the existing team players doing a seven minute mile. And then we bring on this new group, we train them, take them through a different process and tell them that the team standard is now a five minute mile. And they do five yeah. minute miles every day. Yeah. And then we try, we, we got to quarantine them a little bit because then they run into the existing team members. And I'm like, yeah, how was your five minute mile today? Five minute mile. I do a seven minute mile. What? You do a seven minute mile. I do a five minute mile. You're not doing a five minute mile. You know, the new standard. And here's something interesting. We had a, a previous team member who was with us for three years. He left the team for about a year and a half. Very se- a seasoned agent. And, you know, we let him know, yes, you can come back on. You're going through this ISA role for the you know first 90 days. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's been coming into the office and making the calls. And, you know, we're, we're retraining those, those muscles. I tell well, you, there's went, nothing he, more than I loved hearing people making calls. I, yeah. I, that's yeah. just I, that's like okay, good. Now we're we're really doing a good <laughs> business. We're willing to make calls. Let's let's. I want to talk about something, and I know that you all probably uh, want to talk about this also. And it's yeah. just so different than all the podcasts that are out there and all the things that are are um, discussed. And um, and that's you know talk. I want to sh- talk with you and ask you some questions and maybe just collaborate on a conversation on, you know, what it's really taking in, in today's world to really perform at a high level. Because yeah. some of the things that we know, it's like, look, we all know, if we don't know our scripts, we all have the ability to n- learn scripts because scripts are just out there everywhere. So scripts is always talked about, you know, uh, marketing strategies are always mm-hmm. talked about. It's kind of like looking at professional athletes. Professional athletes, we always talk about, man, they got such good work ethic. They show up early. They work really hard. And that's why they perform. But they really do more than that. And I know that's something that you all like to talk about. Um, so let's just talk about some of the, the non-traditional subjects or topics or things that exist that truly make a difference in yeah. one's performance. Yeah. And Why don't you yeah, kick us off on that? Yeah, and here's how we'll tee it up. We teach a class called Six Personal Perspectives. 
And six personal perspectives are six things that top producing agents all do. It's common amongst all of them. And I'm not going to go through those six because that's an hour or two in itself. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to go with number five. Number five is self-mastery. And I'll repeat that so our listeners can write that down. Self-mastery. And self-mastery isn't things external. You know, it's not self, you know, self-mastery could be how am I running my ISA team, but it starts with you. And I don't know if it was uh, Shakespeare, whoever said it, but know thyself, or if that's from the Bible, know thyself. Improvement are the, and, and one of our bold laws is that your business will grow to the extent that you do. So now we got that teed up and we realized that it's going to be three areas of your life. And I'll tell you in order of priority, number one, what are you putting in your mouth? And, and I will give you three documentaries that, that literally, if you watch these, take notes and bring these that information into your life, it literally will change your life. And for some of us, where we are personally with our health, change your life and or save it. Mm. Number one, forks over knives. Number two, what the health. And for the warriors out there, for you gladiators out there, you Spartans. <laughs> The last one, Adrian, what's that last uh, documentary? Game Changers. Yeah. Game Changer. Yep. I just watched oh. that one. Yeah. So, and, and by the way, anything we're sharing with you guys, you listeners out there, this is not, you know, uh, uh, you know, mind bending information here. We're just reminding you of what you already know or, and or couldn't Google in half a second, but that's the key to success, right? Is being reminded. That's, that's and and I, I, I want to chime in on that. So yeah. um, when we when we get together, and if if we're providing the food for, for our, our team, team, yes, we we uh, we always have a plant based. So no animal products. Yep. We based. pay plant based. If you all yes. bring in your lunch, no, there's no meat shaming or non plant based no. shaming at our office. You, you know, I just. I look at Kaylee with his McDonald's bag and I just yell out, good man walking. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So self-mastery. Yeah. Number one, what you put in your mouth. That's it. Those okay. three documentaries. Got it. So, so, uh, so I, I'm assuming, but I don't want to make assumptions, Yeah. but I'm assuming that, um, you know, the, the correlation or the connection between what we're talking about, self-mastery, what we put in our mouth and our performance at the office. Mm-hmm. Can you please make a connection there for us? I'll happily connect the dot. Number one, your brain, which is the, which is the organ in your body that uses the most uh, energy in your entire body, needs fuel. So if your brain is what's allowing you to, to memorize, internalize, and make that script real, wouldn't you want it to give it the best fuel possible? So what you put in your mouth has a direct correlation with your cognitive ability. Um, Energy levels, you know, when you're feeling down, there's a billion dollar industry, that three hour energy drink at, the, at that second part of the day. First of all, I tell people, go take a nap. Go in your car, take a 20 minute nap, you'd be surprised. And correct me if I'm wrong on this, Greg. Greg. Is your energy levels on the phone, can it, can, it, can it come through the phone, your energy level? Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. Does it make a difference in your ability to connect with people and get them to come, want to do business with you? Hundred yep. percent. It impacts yeah. rapport. Yeah. So I mean, Adrian, unless you got something else you want to add to the connecting of the dots of what goes in our yeah. mouth and the results we're getting in our business. Got it. No. Okay. What's what's two then? What's just what's the next uh, self mastery? 
So, so Adrian, I'll just, so I'm going to let Adrian talk to you about this. And, and <laughs> okay. Here's what I'll tell you about Adrian. As a child, she was, uh, uh, for those of you in gymnastics, you know what I mean by this, but she was a level 10 uh, uh, category as far as gymnast. She was literally training for the Olympics. Mm -hmm. So me partnering up with Adrian taught me the value of being in shape and, and having coaches, physical, you know, coaches to, to help you get better. But um, um, as far as working out, I'll just do a real quick thing and then I'll let Adrian take it from here. Um, you got to work out every day. And, and, and it doesn't have to be like you're training for the marathon, just a little bit. Do 10 push-ups, 10 pull-ups, start off small. And if you need uh, uh, an idea of how, how exercise and diet come into play, there's a new diet sweep in the nation. It's <laughs> guaranteed results. You guys ready for it? It's called Eat Less and exercise more. Mm -hmm. Not sure if you've heard about it. It's kind of crazy, but I'll say it again. Eat less and exercise more. If you want tips on how to do that, go to my website, get off your butt and do something.com. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is that good. really a website? No, I, no. I, I, should, I talk about it. Yeah, before I write that one down, I'm going like, to make sure I ask. Okay. Yeah, I got it. All right. So it, it's Brendan, here's what I'm gathering from this relationship, by the way. I feel like, like he is her, like, test rabbit like she's got the knowledge <laughs> and then she just feeds it to him and see if he'll do it and then look at the result because you know but let's okay so what is number two so number two yeah exercise. No, it's ex exercise exercise it's, it's, it's okay. so important to get out and move and like Atilio said you don't need to be like to the extreme but you know go out there take a walk um set goals stretch you, you, know, you gotta get outside yep you burn more calories standing up than, than sitting down. Our entire office is all those up and down desks. You want to take a break, mm -hmm. sit down. You yep. prospect, desk come up. Your energy levels are up. You burn more calories. There is actually scientific data on this. There's a new disease uh, uh, getting up there with heart disease. It's called sitting disease. And that, <laughs> I'm not joking, because you guys you know, with my get off your butt and do something. Yep. It's called sitting disease. Uh, bus drivers are just internal organs, high blood pressure. It's all coming from sitting in the office because we're in this digital, digital age where we're sitting in front of computers all day long. You got to take breaks and get up and walk around. So, um, uh, ISA, we so, do a one minute mastery, Self mastery number three. What is that? Number three, sleep. 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 Okay. The, well, the World Health Organization. Uh, has put that out there that the lack of sleep is a level three or four carcinogen. Mm. And what do carcinogens cause? Cancer. Cancer. Yep. Get some sleep. You know, it's, it's total horse. You know what? I'll sleep when I'm dead. No, you don't get enough sleep. You're going to die sooner is more of an accurate mm -hmm. statement. You've got to pay attention to sleep. There are podcasts out there for one hour just talking about sleep strategies. Well, how, how much should sleep should we get? I mean, what are the studies telling us? It varies per person. For okay. me personally, if I sleep like more than six and a half hours, I'm groggy. My back starts hurting. I'm like a shark. I got to get up. And, and uh, so it just depends on the person. A couple of okay. things. So it could be, it's got to be somewhere between six and eight. But mm -hmm. anybody that tells you I can do this on three hours of sleep or no sleep is baloney. It's not sustainable. Well, yeah, your, your, your body needs to, to recharge and rejuvenate and rebuild during that, those rounds. Yeah. 
sleep cycles. And if you're not getting enough of those, then, you know, you're, you're deteriorating. Yeah. That's so important too, as a message, because I think, you know, now more than ever in the social media world, everybody's persona is trying to create this, oh, I'm, uh, I'm a grinder, I'm a hustler, all this stuff. And, and I think people sometimes make the mistake of thinking, okay, well, that just means that if, if I don't, if I only sleep four or five hours, then I'm a grinder and that's how I'm yeah. going to succeed. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's almost, people see it as a badge. So I think that's a, that's a good reminder that that's part of fueling the most important tool you got, which is your brain and your body. Mm-hmm. Ariana, I think it's Ariana Huffington. She's got that Huffington post. She's mm-hmm. uh, whatever, multi-millionaire, maybe billionaire. I don't know. Very successful person. She literally, because of lack of sleep, passed out, hit her head on her desk, split her head open, woke up in a pool of blood. And now she's like the biggest advocate for getting enough sleep and does a whole, the whole talk about it and research it. Quite a few people talking about sleep in that it's critically important. And I'll tell you, your ability to prospect, let's say it's 9 to 11 is your time block for prospecting or, you know, you got to be in the office. I think, I don't know, your guys get in the, what are they hitting the market at 7 a.m.? I think whatever you said. They, seven they start and getting there between 7 and 7.45. Mm-hmm. They're here. On the phones. Your ability, your your results of your prospecting time in the morning does not start with your first cup of coffee in the yeah. morning. It starts with your sleep the night before and 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 your mindset. And what was the, the last thing that went into your brain is tumbling around in your subconscious all night long. And that's what comes up into your prefrontal cortex in the front of your brain. And that's what's running your dialogue during your prospecting time in the morning. Mm-hmm. Got it. So, okay. so real quick before we go on, Greg, I yep. know I, I'm I'm going on a limb here, but my guess is you've got something. What do you do to load that for the next morning at night? Well, so a couple of things. Um, uh, melatonin, Adrian. What does melatonin do? Well, it it helps you to um, to get to sleep and to relax and get so into those want, REM those REM sleep cycles. So knowing what disrupts melatonin. Um, caffeine, drinking coffee late at night disrupts your body's. Now, I am not going to speak to like popping, you know, down in melatonin pills because Adrian and I kind of go back and forth in that. I always personally believe that the best thing for your body is what it naturally produces. Can I get an amen on that? <laughs> amen. amen. <laughs> so melatonin is what your body is, the chemical your body produces to allow you to get into sleep and get into REM, these REM cycles through the night. Um, and so let's talk about the things that prevent melatonin production any kind of blue light um, on your phone. Here's a quick one. There's a sunset setting and, and you can have it where it turns your screen of your iPhone or whatever, uh, an orange tint, because that's what we looked at as cave people way back in the den was the campfire. Mm-hmm. We weren't looking at digital screens and studies have proven that when you're looking at digital screens, your iPad, TV, computer monitor, you need to stop that at least an hour or two before you go to bed because mm-hmm. it will disrupt melatonin production up to an hour later. From So if you're looking at your phone the last thing before you go to sleep, you're preventing your body from uh, producing melatonin for an hour. So uh, take a digital break well before you go to bed. Um, don't work out at night. 80, 90% of multimillionaires work out in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, uh, you know, you've got to have sleep strategies. Your room's got to be completely dark. They've done studies where even if they put an LED under your knee, it disrupted uh, uh, melatonin production because they, they kind of figured out or had some correlation of photoreceptors even in your skin, wow. not necessarily just your eyes. So all those little, 
the phones with the, the charger lights and all of those cover those up. You got to have a cool uh, 67 degree, 70 degree temperature. So get me because when you're hot, you wake up. And so you've got to create all these things at the beginning of your sleep uh, cycle to create a high probability of success. Kind of like scripts for prospecting. You know, they go hand in hand. Be very mm-hmm. deliberate. Yeah, got it. Well, my wife's going to love that. I finally got some uh, research to, to turn the... Uh, the, uh, the air down. The AC air down. down. Yeah, exactly. Turn the AC down. Hibernate. Oh, sorry. We're doing it. I'm going to have her watch this video. Um, um, and you know what? For you listeners, get the TV out of the bedroom. There you go. What? What's number four? <laughs> Self mastery number four. So, well, it was just those three. You know what you? Oh, eat, it's just three. Is that what it was? Okay. Um, four can be mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, if you're reading the newspaper or watching the news, stop it. There was a Bob Newhart episode, and this lady came in with all these problems, and then he listened, oh, okay, okay, and yeah. And then he was like, stop it. That was his, anyway, his therapy session. She's like, just stop it? Yeah, stop it. Um, it's all negative. It's all negative. I mean, I granted, I feel for some kids that got killed in an avalanche halfway around the world, um, but me knowing about it in this moment isn't going to help those kids. Um, but, uh, me being a, being the best version of me to go out in the world so that I can write the biggest check possible to my nonprofit, that'll have a better effect on, uh, of, of my movement through this world yeah. than watching the news. So as, you know, as professional real estate agents, you know, yeah. or owners or team members, whatever leaders, whatever we are, you know, we're all trying to strive and, and, and do uh, be at peak performance, you know, and a lot of times, as I had mentioned before, you know, we look at athletes who, because it's kind of easy to look at an athlete, especially at the professional level and say, gosh, you know, they're really performing at the highest level, whether it be Olympics or whether it be just professional sports. Um, and they all have pre-game routines. And like you said, most pre-game routines actually start the night before. Yes. You know, I was just, you know, my daughter um, is playing tennis at University of Tampa. So before she, you know, uh, started playing tennis at Tampa, of course, she played junior tennis. And I was the one that was traveling all over the country with her while she's playing tennis. And it's like, we had these routines. Her coach had her on a routine. We knew what time she needed to go to bed based on what time she needed to get up. And what time she got up was based on it being three hours before match time. So if she had a match at eight, then she had to get up at three and that would determine what time we ate dinner and went to sleep the night before. And then there was other things. What did she do when she got up at 5 a.m.? What did she do? What did she eat? She always had to eat. She always had to warm up. She, her warm up um, was a, always the same routine. And then her, when I would hit, and warm, so she would physically warm up, stretching and, and, and things like that always the same routine. Then I would get on the court and warm her up on live ball, always the same routine. Yes. She would, we left the practice court at a certain time to get at the, the tournament facility at a certain time um, before her match. Her match is there. And then depending on what her next match is, there was a routine. You know, Professional uh, sports, they do this all the time. Isn't this what you just talked about? You know, um, there's Habits. No Habits. Habits. There you go. See, Adrian and I have been in business for 12 years. We can read each other's minds. There's a book called Atomic Habits written by the author James Clear. And he calls it, what you just described is called what, Adrian? Habit stacking. It's called habit stacking. And correct me if I'm wrong, Greg, uh, habits can be positive or negative. Sure, absolutely. Smoking smoking, uh, 
a pack of cigarettes every day. That's a habit. Mm-hmm. You know, drinking every day, getting wasted. That's a habit. Um, eating well, exercising, brushing, fostering your teeth, getting enough sleep. Those are habits. What we notice is that bad habits and good habits, they all stack up. You don't get enough sleep the night before, then you block working out, or working out in the morning, and then you don't really prospect as well as you could during the day. You get and then also the having, having, having the ideal environment to achieve yes. those great habits. Why don't you share with you what you just did to um, create a better habit in your life? Oh, yeah. Julio. So I have <laughs> so going vulnerable, trans, being, <laughs> being transparent. I have I I love watching documentaries. So like any Netflix documentary, my logarithm, boom, it's popping up on the front. And if there's three of them, I'll watch all three of them. I'm a binge watcher addict. Yeah. Uh, it's been 24 hours since I binge watched on Netflix. <laughs> my name is Atilio. They should have. I'm telling you, they need they need AAA for Netflix people. <laughs> so I said, you know what? And I kept telling Adrian, I'm not getting enough sleep, not getting enough sleep. I'm binge watching on the Netflix. So I literally took my TV. Uh, anytime I want to take something out of my house, I don't dump it. I just put it on the sidewalk and put a sign on it that says free. Uh, and it's gone. Yeah. And so, uh, but my neighbors, they, they ran into my fence and fixed it. And they were such awesome people. And, and were, so I took my TV, my, my flat screen TV. I walked across my neighbor's yard yesterday morning. I put it in front of their front door and I said, free, it still works. Um, Atilio from across the street. Nice. I, no TV yes. at my house. You know, that's it. I said, you know, I cannot. So it's, it has to do with the environment, right? You've got to set yeah. yourself up for success to have these positive habits. This is what you James have to Clear have the says. Ideal environment. This is what James Clear says from Atomic Habits. Positive habits cannot exist in a negative environment. Mm-hmm. Do you, that, that's awesome. Positive habits cannot exist in a negative environment. So yeah. I, I'm thinking of morning rituals. So let's, I'm going to build a, um, what could be a habit stacking, and, and, and you'll tell me if it's not. Yeah. I, I, I request that. Um, but habit stacking in my mind and what agents, uh, should consider is going to bed at a certain time during the evening. Now I can't tell you what time that is. Cause that's, there, there's, we're all different, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to me, what I do, what I train the agents is this is the perfect morning routine. It's you wake up at five, say four forty-five, four thirty. That would be a habit. And then you follow and you stack on top of that habit going and getting some exercise. Whether you're going outside your house or whether you're going to the gym, I tend to go to gyms. Right now I'm training for an Ironman, so I'm spending a lot of time outside. It's cold as crap, so yeah. I'm having to like spend some time inside when I want to be outside. But the habit of waking up at 4.30, getting to the gym, or exercising at 5. Then how about stack this on top? Instead of watching TV, how about stack on listening to some sort of podcast, some sort of inspirational thing, some sort of spiritual you know, thing, whatever you're into, something positive. How about actually while you're exercising, make sure you're either listening to music that's getting your energy going or listen to something inspirational. Now, there's another habit. Then mm-hmm. go home. And if you have children, actually like Pay attention to them for a moment before they go off to school. (laughs) Be present. That would be a habit. Then get your butt in the office at 7.30 to 7.45. That would be a habit. Make your first call at 8 o'clock. That would be a habit. Don't stop calling until 11. That would be a habit. And if you would stack all those habits on top of each other, 
from 5 until 11 a.m., you'll get anything you want out of your life. Yes. I don't give a damn what you do the rest of the day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because if you stack those habits on each other for in that short period of time, life will never be the same for you. Yes. Um, well said. And, yeah. And what, I, what, what did I, you know, I know I've heard you say this and I've heard many people say this. Consistency will always outperform talent. Absolutely. Absolutely. I will take, I'll take somebody that shows up every day and works his butt off way, way more than somebody that's got all the skills. It's just so talented. Yeah. All the you time. Know, you, Someone who's consistent shows up every day. That's the, the tortoise always beats the hare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, a lot of people look at us and they're like, man, you guys are freaking extreme. And I'm like, thank you. But, um, <laughs> you know, not extreme in a way where we don't get to sleep and all of that. I think more of the fact that um, um, we are, are, people say that you guys are almost like a cult, you know, with Team Lally. And I say, you know, I, I, was, in a, I was in MLM. You know, John Maxwell says 90% of the successful people out there were in some kind of MLM in their past history because they were taught basic success principles. And, um, and I, my answer to, well, you guys are kind of like a cult is like, I wish we were. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? Yeah, I wish we were because you know why in a cult, by the way, there's a documentary on explaining cults on, on Netflix. Um, in a document, in a, in a cult, people do exactly what you tell them to do. Yeah. Greg, do you wish everybody on your team did exactly what you told them to do? Yes. I, I wish they would, <laughs> I wish there was, they would chug my Kool-Aid every day. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and I would be, I'd wear, that's the badge that I want. Yes. It's yes. like, as a leader, how did I get, how did I get people, how, how, as a leader, that is a sign of leadership of, of yeah. like, if you, and, and you've got to be an authentic leader, right? Like we're, you know, so many people think that the Kool-Aid is like, you know, it's a bad thing. Oh, well, they drink the Kool-Aid over there. I'm like, yeah. I know. I mean, wouldn't like the only people that say that is wrong are the leaders that can't get anybody to follow them. Yeah. But if you're a leader and you have people who follow your lead, then that's the, that's the entire meaning of them drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. You know, so changing their lives. It's about absolutely. helping to change their lives. So absolutely. We're, and, we're all and, drinking Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. Most of us just don't recognize it, acknowledge it. If you're like not drinking Kool-Aid, yeah. somebody's Kool-Aid, that is your Kool-Aid. Like yeah. your Kool-Aid <laughs> is I'm anti-drinking Kool-Aid. Yeah. Like you're, yeah. It's, it's, it doesn't matter. Like if that is your Kool-Aid to actually be that I, person that says you're not drinking Kool-Aid. Or people say, I don't use scripts. That's a script. That's a script. You're saying you don't use scripts. That is a script. Your script is just in your head and you don't have it written down and you're not practicing and improving it. Yeah. So, um, you know, and number four was, is going to be mindset. And Mm -hmm. so this is what, here's what I'm going to recommend that you watch everything and anything to do with Dr. Brene Brown. Mm -hmm. Dr. Brene Brown has the second most watched Ted talk right now. It's over 46 million views on it. And she talks about vulnerability as the path to courage. Uh, she's got a book called daring greatly, uh, dare to lead. If you're a leader, you need to be reading dare to lead. And, uh, and you need to bring her facilitators in to work with your teams on how to have genuine and authentic conversations with people within your organizations and create an environment where people can speak freely. And, and as a leader, yep. we love it when our team members call us on our stuff. 
And then they call me on stuff and then they're, they kind of get freaked out because I reply all. Mm-hmm. And I say, you're right. I did F that up. And I reply all to the team. And they're like, why did you do that? I didn't want to, to seem like I was chewing you a new one. And I'm like, chew away. Because, I mean, I know you guys know this as leaders. We are not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It puts us on the fast track. Yeah. Fast track mm-hmm. to, 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 um, to moving forward. Fast track yeah. to taking action. You know, let's, let's bring it on. I mean, yeah. you know, because if you delay in telling me what's going on, then that means we are delayed in moving on. And so, yeah, one of her rumble starters from Dr. Bernane Brown, here's the question you start with that's called the rumble starter. You're having issues, you know, so I want more splits or, you know, these lead sucks or, you know, there's too much of a big of a requirement for me to do and I don't want to do it. The question she says to ask people is, you know what, what's not being said here? And then just be quiet and listen. What's not being said? Because, you know, what makes up the whole person is all those four things we talked about, eating, sleeping, exercise, their mindset. And I'll tell you, 90% of the challenges that we might have with people on our team most likely has nothing to do with the workplace. It's something that's going on at home. And as a leader, you have an obligation to zoom into them and ask questions that are not just so business related. You know, what's going on in your life? Because uh, we have a 17-step hiring process. Adrian, why do we take the spouse, significant other to lunch with the, the potential candidate? Why do we go to lunch with them? Because we can pour into them and help, you know, make these great changes for them in their lives. But if they go home and they get their feet taken out from underneath them or mm-hmm. getting chewed out, it's just going to be counterproductive. Yeah. We don't want no. crazy at home. It's really no. tough to overcome crazy at home. You're pouring into them all day and then they go home to crazy. Yeah. And so we, as a spouse, we have a 17 step hiring process. Step number one is I talk to you and I just tell you, my job is to talk you out of joining our team. Um, one of the other steps is I need, it's mandatory required that you interview three other brokerages. Two things happen from that. Number one, they're going to determine that the grass is greener now instead of after nine months of us pouring into them. Um, and, and then number two, maybe we didn't do a good enough job creating the value of wanting them to continue the process and, and or be a part of our deal. Maybe that's something we need to reflect on that other brokerages might be providing a better value than we are in their initial uh, hiring process. So, um, that's good stuff. but uh, you, know, well, you know, I'm giving you guys some tangible things. These, this is, there's right. three things. Three things that you want to have in a team player, uh, a leadership, uh, vendors that you work with, somebody that you're going to marry, the kids you're going to raise. This came from a guy. I'm not sure if you heard of him. His name is Patrick Lencioni, and he wrote the book called Five Dysfunctions of a Team. I'm being facetious because if, if, you're, if you're up there burning a big team, you know this book or read it or own it. Uh, by the way, don't have the, the most intelligent bookshelf on the planet. Take those books down and read them and implement them in your lives. But he says three things. What are the three things that you want to look for in your spouse, incorporating your children, in team players, in leadership? What are the three things, Adrian? Humble, hungry, and smart. Humble, hungry, smart. Um, if, right. you're, if you're humble and hungry, but you're not smart, Adrian, do you remember what that one was? Humble, hungry, but not smart. The accidental mess maker. Accidental mess maker. If you're humble and smart, but you're not hungry, humble, smart, but not hungry. Lovable slacker. Lovable slacker. And then if you're 
hungry and smart. And by the way, this is the most dangerous one, either in leadership, team players, vendors. Hopefully it's not somebody you're putting your, your head down to next to the pillow in bed at night. This is the most dangerous one, the most insidious one to have on the team. Get, if you can't change them, get rid of them. Adrian, what's our one line, one line tagline? Go. Oh, go or grow. Go. It's gr- no, grow. I'm sorry. Or go. It's grow. Grow or, or go. Go. And so if you're hungry and you're smart and you're not humble, what are you? The skillful politician. Skillful mm. politician. <laughs> Dr. Brene calls it. They give you the dirty yes. The dirty mm-hmm. yes. yes how, how do I sp- spell Brene? Dr. Brene. Yeah, Brene, it's B-R-E-N and then E-E. E. B-R? B-R-E. Like your sauce. Yeah. Yep. It's like oh, Brene. She, I love Brene. I know you know the sauce. <laughs> yeah, and she, and sauce. She's, got a, she's got a Netflix special. Of course so, she does. Yes. Of course. <laughs> you know, I like that. And our whole three. team has watched it. <laughs> so okay. three things. The TED Talk, the Netflix special, and, and then books. she's got a, a podcast with Oprah Winfrey about uh, uh, going over her acronym called Braving, which talks about mm-hmm. how to create trust with your agents and your clients. How awesome. to create trust. All right, Brendan, any, let's go ahead and, and wrap this one up. That is some sure. fantastic, fantastic information. Matter of fact, I will, by the time I, um, <laughs> by this time tomorrow, I will mm-hmm. have watched, heard, read, whatever I have to do. One yeah. of Dr. Brene's, uh, the, one Great. of the three things that you mentioned. So I'm sure. going to, I've never heard of, uh, of any of those. So I'm going to take that on myself, but I appreciate you bringing that up. And yeah. I hope, hope the Thank audience, you. you know, appreciates that, you know, we're really today, we, we really just took a little, uh, a, a different, went a different direction. And, yes. and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and one thing that I feel is I feel we need to have these real conversations in real estate, you know, because Look, everyone's a top producer. Everyone's making billions and most people are broke. And there's just so much crap in the industry, right? I think it's sometimes it's important to just back up and have real conversations of th- on, on subjects and topics that are really, really going to make the big difference in your life. And when you make a big difference, I know for myself, when I got things together or at least better maybe never together, but when I make improvements just on the personal level, it seems to always show up in my business also. And I think yep. that's kind of the, the underlying message is that take care of some of these things. The eat less, move more, sleep more, and watch what actually happens to your business. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good. If there's any, um, if anybody wants to reach out to you, send you referrals, maybe even interview to, for, to be on your team, yeah. how, what's the best way for them to reach you all? Well, super easy. They just they can just go to teamlally.com. What's that website, Adrian? Teamlally.com. And that's L-A-L-L-Y. <laughs> if they go there, our phone number is right there, top right of the screen. We've got our email. That would be the best way. Um, uh, literally, we'd love to be blessed with any of referrals. The, the, yeah. the, we would appreciate the opportunity to serve your clients as if they were owned to preserve your reputation by helping any of your friends, family, or relatives in the state of Hawaii. And we have the capability of, of all islands, all islands. All because islands. We have, we have uh, people on our team on all the islands. And uh, if anybody just wants us to come help teach something either via zoom, or if you want to fly us out, we'll come to, but not like, you know, maybe not like Omaha in January or something. No, no, no. We'll come in January too. <laughs> <laughs> Got to give me a park up when you come off the airplane. 
Uh, we, <laughs> we are givers gain. Givers yeah. gain. Mm -hmm. You all believe givers gain? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. So if we can come from contribution and make a difference in your life and your team member's life, give us a buzz. We'll see if it's something, it's a reasonable request and we'll, we'll do whatever we can to make a difference. Awesome. Awesome. And Brendan, what's the best <laughs> way for people to reach out to you? I know people are reaching out to you during yeah. the, these episodes. Yep. Uh, Facebook Messenger is always the best way and appreciate everybody's questions and comments. And um, Adrian, and I tell you, I, I have to tell you again from um, echoing what Greg said, this was really, I think this is going to be great for the people that are listening yeah. because it's, you know, it's not another system. It's not, mm -hmm. you know, another lead gen thing. There's a lot of that stuff and there's value to that, but this should take the mystery out of really what the top producers in top agents and just top business people um, yeah. focus on besides just the skills. This, these are all deliberate things. And I think people can take action um, even beyond this call with some of the stuff you've given them. So I appreciate that. This is a, yeah. this is a life, this is a life system. Yeah. Yeah. Life system. Yeah. Life system. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. A life system. Yeah. yeah. That's and then, uh, I got a quote from this guy named Greg Harrelson. He says, uh, real estate's a contact sport. That's so right. pick up the damn phone and go call people. That's what y'all yeah. should be doing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give you an amen on that. Amen. <laughs> amen. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. This thank was you. awesome. 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 Thank you so much. Um, and I'm sure we'll cross paths uh, soon. Yes. yes. Talk to you later. Thanks. Bye -bye. Thank Aloha. you. Aloha.